Hi there, and welcome to episode eight of the Nova Scotia Kitchens podcast, Sally's Rosemary Shortbread and Lavender Gin Fizz. On today's show, I visit with my friend and colleague Sally in Halifax, and she features some of my favorite summer herbs in not one, but two simple and delicious recipes. Sally's home is relaxed and inviting, it's filled with meaningful and handmade objects, and it's always a treat to visit. Her kitchen's usually bright and full of light, but the evening that I visited was one of downpours, thunder showers, and very dark skies. It made her cozy kitchen all the more welcoming. Sally and I share a love of murder mysteries, and in the best ones, there's always a good storm to set the stage, so it was very fitting. P.D. James is second only to Agatha Christie in my hierarchy of actual mystery writers. Jessica Fletcher is my number one. Sally and I both love murder, she wrote, but since Jessica Fletcher is a fictional character, she's in another category entirely. P.D. James often contrasts the cozy warmth of domesticity in her books against the cold and dark, literally and metaphorically. All of this to say that a stormy, rainy summer day is the perfect time to dive into a good mystery and think of my visit with Sally as you nibble on some rosemary shortbread and sip some lavender gin fizz. So let's get right to the visit. So while this is cooking, I thought I'd make the stuff for the gin and tonic. So one stick. So I just, it says cold and cut into chunks. Because I am the food processor, I chunk it a little <laughs> bit smaller. But I can imagine if you had a nice, decent size. Whiz it right up. You could whiz it right up, and it would make this even easier. So you are cutting up a stick a of butter. Half, a stick mm -hmm. of butter. Yeah. So that's a half a cup. Half cup. <laughs> that's a great way to start a recipe. <laughs> Do you remember the? Possibly, um, you're too young, but the uh, little vignette in Sesame Street when the mother told the little girl to go to the grocery to the corner store and she had to remember the grocery list and it was um, a loaf of bread and a stick of butter. Or was it pound butter? Now I can't remember. <laughs> I remember. But I always think when I see a stick of butter, I always think of that, that little vignette from Sesame Street. I don't remember that one. I'm going to have to look it up to see if it's pound of butter or stick of butter. But I feel like it was a stick of butter because that didn't make any sense to me until I started buying butter in sticks. <laughs> and I buy them now like this because when I make bread, it's just so easy to find the one-third cup, which is Instead what I Instead of having to cut your pound in. Yeah. And, yeah. So it's so easy. And I love it because it's... it's uh, very forgiving too. Like I know that when I um, made it for work and it was thirty degrees outside, <laughs> and I just wanted to go to bed, and I I picked this recipe because it was fast and it required very little prep work, and it only cooked for thirty minutes. And so once it came out of the oven, I whisked it out. I barely looked at it, and I. Put it on a cooling tray and put a tea towel over and went to bed and then didn't look at it again until the next morning when I was already at work 
cutting it up. And I thought, oh, that's great. <laughs> and then a woman came up to me who had it at the end. She said, oh, I love that recipe. Did you? Is that recipe? Yes, it took me hours and hours. <laughs> but it is fun because of um, having the rosemary plant in the kitchen now. I, I seek out rosemary dishes. Yes. Ever since, well, it was from this book, actually. Yeah, the rosemary gin it is. Yes. Okay, so you have your half cup of butter cubed up, and you add it in. One third okay. cup, or 65 grams, of sugar. And I'm using our organic golden sugar uh, from evaporated cane juice. And I'm using this because <laughs> There's a good deal on it. <laughs> and one cup of all-purpose flour. And then two tablespoons of chopped rosemary. I bet that you could substitute other herbs in for the rosemary too. I would think thyme would do nicely. Lavender, I bet, would be amazing. Lavender would be very delicate, wouldn't it? Yes. There's um, a company from Bear River, Sledding mm -hmm. Hill. And mm -hmm. they used to be at the Yarmouth Market, and they would bring lavender sherbet, and it was to die for. So buttery, and but there was just enough lavender that it was just a hint of floral. Like with a cup of tea, it was just so dreamy because mm -hmm. it wasn't overpowering or too soapy. Yeah, yeah, you have to be careful, and I could see with you have to be careful with the rosemary mm -hmm. that you can't be like I won't be able to use all this oh, obviously. No. But, I just brought you a whole bunch. Um, <laughs> it would be. Too much, but it would be. Yeah. Um, I would think more of a like basil would be too weak, would be weak, too wimpy, and wimpy. Would that like way. it would need some sort of a sustenance to it. Yeah, it needs to be robust. Yeah, maybe thyme. Yeah, I like the rosemary. The lovely scent, and this is the first time I've done it. I like the uh, just pulling it apart. I am, it calls for two tablespoons, and I chopped fresh rosemary, yep. and I am estimating. <laughs> As you do. As I do. <laughs> I've never once measured it, and it's always turned out fine. You sort of just um, figure out what you would want, and make sure you don't overdo it, because once I made chicken, the first time I had fresh rosemary, and I followed the rule, if you need a little, why not a lot? <laughs> And there is a reason not to put a lot of rosemary in something. So I have had the pleasure of having this made by you for me before. Okay. Was that the first time you made it? Yes. So this book, which we should, we should probably mention it, is a gift from you, and it's The Forest Feast by Erin Gleason. And it's such a beautiful book that it inspires you to curl up with a cup of tea or coffee and just read through and make your grocery list while you're reading it. And I've made several things in here. In fact, I found out my 12-year-old daughter is actually okay with baked cauliflower because oh. of this book. I baked, and this there was a recipe for baked cauliflower with cheese on it, and she actually preferred the. And she loves cheese, but she preferred it straight up. She didn't want the cheese. Really? Yeah. And um, there's another beautiful recipe for carrots in here that you bake and you peel them so you peel the carrot and you just peel it until there's no carrot left and it's just oh, these long gotcha. sliver strips 
But you do need, when she said four cups or four big, like, she wasn't kidding. They bake down and (laughs) it looks rather wimpy when you. So this would make a pretty picture, too, I think. Hang on. Clear everything away. Got the lighting. So the day the day before the summer solstice, and yet we're still struggling to find light. Among sun showers at ten after seven in the evening, Atlanta Atlantic time. This podcast is naturally Oh no no. International podcast. Say where we are. The East Coast of Canada. Actually, I always find that fascinating. I have a podcast that I listen to, the Girl Next Door podcast. Hi, Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Hi, Erica. Um, and they were talking about uh, dusk times and stuff. And I was like, whoa, that's right, because they're in a completely different part of the like. I just forget that other people. So they are in Australia or? They are in Arizona. Arizona. I actually caught up on all my episodes today on my drive. <laughs> I love long drives for that. <laughs> So you're just cutting the butter into with my with my spoon flour and rosemary. Yeah. So my small chunks are becoming smaller, and it went in cold. Just I think if you had a pastry knife, that would probably do a good job too. But I don't have a pastry knife. I am a bread maker, (laughs) and I remember once, and I love making bread. And I remember once making pastry dough for something. And my sister Lindsay, who is cook, well, both, all my sisters are good cooks, but Lindsay was the most knowledgeable as she's gone to school for cooking. And she said, Sally, for goodness sakes, <laughs> slow down. You cannot treat pastry the way you treat bread. <laughs> and then I knew I just wasn't a pastry maker. It's what I love about bread making. You can't fulfill in a making. It's so delicate. Totally different. And yes. special. And I'm like, no, but I love to. <laughs> I think Me. sometimes when you're a quiet person, there's areas in your life you just need to let go. And <laughs> I think if I was a pastry maker, I would I would just end up screaming or something like that. Because it's like the bread is where I get to kind of release all of that. So I received, Ray and I received this lovely deep purple dish. I love the color. This is what I've always made it. And the oven is set. It's preheated for 325 and it goes in for half an hour. So, as you can see, it's still quite flowery. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. I kind of, I think the night that I had to make it for work the next day, I was just like, well, you know what? I don't have any more time to fuss with this. I'm just going to have to <laughs> buy, buy something if nothing works. <laughs> and it worked. And your dish is like a deep dish pie dish. It's probably about... Nine inches in diameter. Yeah, I think so. So you could use. Is the recipe for an eight by eight? I don't remember. A nine inch round pie tin. Oh, that's what it costs for. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's how it oh, costs. Oh, yeah, you got it in wedges, like pie shaped wedges. Yeah. 
the cat. And yeah. when I made it for work, I cut it long lines and like diagonally. Right. Just little bits, little fires, kind of. Yeah. And in it goes. And it's for 30 minutes. And then now I can serve in the lavender simple syrup. A couple of summers ago, my sister Lindsay was at the cottage and she made this, this our, our, um, lavender gin and tonic, which I was very skeptical about. And I'm not a big, I drink like one little drink, but I don't like a lot of variety or I don't need a lot of summer drinks. Um, but I think there must have been an activity going on that I wanted to be a part of. So I said, sure, I'll have one. And I was really skeptical because I like the smell of lavender, but the thought of eating it really didn't appeal to me. And I didn't know how much I liked gin and tonics back then. And when Lindsay handed me the drink, it was like a celebration in my mouth. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I could have a couple a day if I'm not careful. <laughs> like these are these. Because the, the, what I didn't anticipate was the fresh lemon juice that was added to it. And that takes away the, um, it doesn't make it so soapy, soapy and, <laughs> it, and precious. It takes away the preciousness from it and it makes it more real and more vibrant and less airy and soapy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, her friend, Regan Chapman taught her this drink and Regan always has a good cocktail. I'm known for going long and deep. So I don't, I think, um, I take something that I love and I kind of nurture it and I let it go long. And, and so it's a tradition like, and I keep it and I foster it or I tweak it or whatever. But I then became known in my own little family as the lavender gin and tonic. And then when we had our work, uh, party we had we came we all came back here for lavender gin and tonics and um it's just such a good drink and it's a drink i mean if you don't want any alcohol you take the gin out and then you've got a really lovely bubbly summer drink too for people who can't have alcohol and it's just really it's i haven't i've tried other varieties my friend grows rhubarb i tried to make a rhubarb simple syrup and make it and it just nothing was as good as the as the lavender <laughs> gin and tonic and um so I've, it's my tried and true. I don't mind bringing in new ones and try them, but this is my staple drink now that I always have. And um, so we are going to make it now. Fun. And for anyone listening, Lindsay Cameron Wilson is your sister. Yes. And I believe she's on Instagram at Lindsay Cameron Wilson. Is that her yes. handle, and the food I think? Podcast. She's the and the food podcast is her well. podcast, yeah. And she has a great newsletter that you can subscribe to. <laughs> Yeah, Lindsay's the professional. I'm a teacher for the blind and the visually impaired. I'm <laughs> not the professional who cooks for fun. <laughs> we all have to eat. <laughs> so I've got this at Humanity Cafe, and it's just lavender, what you would refer to as lavender tea, but it's right. just the lavender buds. And you can all oh, they smell so good. <laughs> and you can find them at most health food stores. Yes, or yeah. They're tricky to find in a grocery store, but... I would I agree. I have never found them in a grocery store. Oh. Mind you, I don't really look, but because now I know where to find them, I don't yeah. bother looking for them. In a... And you can also order them online. Mm -hmm. It is important to get the food grade ones. Yes. Because there are 
know, for whatever, crafts yes. and sachet kind of stuff that That's true. may have been treated with other, yes. you know, as well. So I am going to make half and half. So half water, cup water, cup sugar, and then a quarter, quarter of a cup of lavender. And I bring the water and sugar to a gentle boil and turn it off. And then I let it steep. Then I put the lavender in. So I'm not cooking the lavender. Right. Just kind of infusing it afterward. Mm -hmm. And once you've got that going, I want you to tell me more about your kitchen, too. I realized. I was like, I'm not asking people enough questions like about their kitchen. And things they like about their kitchen and what their favorite kind of tools oh, are. Oh, so much to say about my kitchen. And those sorts of things. I feel most at home in my kitchen. And I am not a cook. I enjoy hospitality. I enjoy inviting people in. I enjoy being cozy and comfortable and having yummy, easy food, but not complicated. Well, we moved in nine years ago, and we've done tweaks here and there, but they've all been cheap tweaks that we've done ourselves. And I could never turn around and sell this house with the kitchen the way it is because nobody would, everybody would just laugh their way out of the kitchen. But there's something um, so comforting and homey about my kitchen that I love. And one day we will get around to fixing it properly. But it's quirky and it's happy and it, it's big and it's bright and I love it. <laughs> and uh, I love the color and it's sad that today the light is so bright today. It's so dark. It is so but, dark. But um, that's the weather, not my kitchen. <laughs> But it has lots of storage, and it has, um, I had a lot of my uh, girlfriends over on Saturday night in Halifax, and nobody left the kitchen. We all, like, no matter how hot it was getting, we just opened the door, nobody went out onto the deck, we just yeah. stayed in the kitchen. <laughs> and it's just, it's just a happy place um, where uh, we're just slowly tweaking it to fit our, our lifestyles and bringing in beautiful rugs to hide the scrapes in the floor and, and things like that. That's what I love about my kitchen. And I love my table. Or it our table. It's a pretty great table. That we Is this a yard sale? I was yes. just going to ask where it came from. Yes. It's actually very similar to Alana's table yes. and chairs from the Lobster Cakes yes. episode. I think her gold in her her gold was like metallic gold in her yeah. chairs and like do you have a favorite um, tool or pan or dish or spoon or anything like that mm. that you absolutely love? My, actually, something that I got because of you, because of a recipe you sent me for bread making, and it was one that you needed to bake in a Dutch oven. Oh, yes. And I thought... That's actually the very first post on Squish Kitchens. Oh, yes. My welcome, come on in post. That's the recipe that's linked there. Yeah. Sorry, continue. <laughs> and I thought, I'd like to make that. I don't have a Dutch oven. And I finally learned I will be married 20 years this summer. And just about three, thank you, about three or four years ago, I finally clued in, never buy anything new until you check with your, until I check with my mother-in-law, because she is bound to have at least two of what you're asking for. So I applied that, 
and called her up and said, do you have a Dutch oven that I could have? And he said, I have two. Would you like the orange one or the yellow one? And he said, the yellow one, please. So I'm getting my mason jar ready. So now it's just steeping, so my whole house will smell. It smells wonderful. It's lavender. And you just did something super clever that I didn't clue in until I saw you doing it. So you took the filter mm -hmm. and put it as though it was the middle part of the top of the mason jar, so then it screwed over the band. Yes. So it holds it in. And press down the coffee filter so it'll stay in place. That is genius. <laughs> <laughs> and so your recipe was for, you said one cup sugar, one cup water, mm -hmm. and a quarter cup lavender. Mm -hmm. And so then that's a two cup mm -hmm. mason jar. Yeah. Very close. So one idea you can um, have if you are having a party and you want to be able to offer this to everyone, but you don't want a big pitcher, you want to bespoke drinks for everybody, mm -hmm. is you can make um, ice cubes of this and then ice cubes of fresh lemon and then pop them in and then pour the, the gin on it and then the the um, soda water and stir it around and then a little lemon wedge and then it doesn't take on a hot summer day that would not take any time to melt and then it's all properly measured out oh it smells so good mm -hmm. yes. I thought I would make some virgin ones for the girls oh fun and really this summer can't get any better than these boxes. <laughs> they are very cute. And they're from Dots and Loops. Now, I have never had, I mean, I probably had it here, but I've never had at my house that type of gin, which oh, is okay. Gordon's London Dry Gin. I usually yeah. have the green bottles. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, so for the drinks, tell me what you did. Well, officially, I'm using my Helter Skelter kind of shot glass right now, but it's supposed to be a shot of gin, a shot of fresh lemon, and a shot of lavender simple syrup, an ice cube or two, and then you fill the rest with soda water, club soda. And then should you wish, you can garnish it with a slice of lemon. A little sprig of lavender. Or a sprig of lavender. That would be very pretty too. Got so much rosemary that sticks around. <laughs> but we get the big ones and the girls. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. Cheers. Oh, so face very pale. Mm. So it's a pale pink. And sometimes I use more. Like a oh, it's so good. <laughs> I forgot how good this drink is. My sunglasses fell off my head. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes I use a darker sugar. So it, it makes it darker. Okay, more golden. Yeah, and if you wanted to use that, uh, that white granulated sugar, that makes it very clear. You could also do a fancy rim. You could do a fancy rim. Oh, yeah. like, instead of salt the sugar, like a sugar on the rim. Like yeah, a, yeah. Ooh, that would be I know. If you, did the lemon, if, you did, if you did lemon to oh, yeah. stick thin sugar, that would be really Oh, uh, <laughs> we could just have 15 different ways of doing this one drink. Oh, it smells so good in here. <laughs> it does. Oh, that's so good. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, it's delicious. Lightly herby and crumbly and it's very good. Very refreshing. Perfect mm -hmm. summertime. Thirst quencher. Perfect summertime thirst quencher. Do you like it, Sitting Lily? on the deck. <laughs> Thanks so much to Sally for welcoming me into her home on a dark and stormy June evening. Links to the things we chatted about, as well as pictures from our visit, are at novascotiakitchens.com. Thanks to Julian Smith for the music, and to Adam Graham for technical help and for generally being awesome. And of course, thanks to you for listening, and for all of the lovely feedback I've received. I really appreciate it. You can connect with me at Nova Scotia Kitchens page on Facebook, or email novascotiakitchens at gmail.com, and we're also on Instagram at Nova Scotia Kitchens. Until next time! <laughs>